Ah, uh, yes, welcome to the crossover. It's a landmark edition of the crossover today. So what happened last week, we had Denzel Valentine in here, over 250 games in the NBA. Very cool customer, great chat as well. Then he went out on Sunday and they lost. So, <laughs> no, that's not the reason. But Sydney Flames starting their competition next week with a game over in Perth. So we thought we'd get their skipper, the inspirational new leader, of the club, Tess Madgen, as our special guest. Welcome, Tess. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Why the Sydney Flames? Why did you, with just such an accomplished career in Australian basketball, both for the national team and at WNBL level, why did you come to the Flames? Yeah, great question. Um, I just love what the Hoops Capital are about. I love what they've done with the Sydney Kings. Um, and, I, and just, you know, hearing what a professional organisation it was. Um, I was looking for a change. I was looking for a sea change to kind of you know, refreshing as a basketballer, but also yep. as a player and a leader. And um, they really are trying to, to make a change in women's basketball and women's sport. And um, they want to make, you know, the Kings and the Flames equal organisations. And they've really established themselves in men's basketball. And it really enti- enticed me to come and do the same um, for women's basketball. So have they lived up to your expect? Did they, did the sell, have they come through with the stake, not just the sauce? Absolutely. They really, you know, put their money where their mouth is, as right. you like to say, and um, they've put together an awesome team. They really headhunted um, top Australian players, which was also great to see. A lot of these clubs, you know, go after really great imports and pay them yep. most of the budget, but they really wanted to get really homegrown talent. And you can see that with the team that they've put together. And we've got but our reigning MVP, Kayla George, coming over yeah. from uh, Melbourne as well. Um, and then, obviously, it's no surprise to anyone, one of my favourite coaches to play for is Guy Malloy. So as soon as there were whisperings that he was going to come and coach the Flames, um, Kayla and I were on the phone to each other right away. And as soon as one of us committed, um, the other one jumped ship as well. So we're super excited. We can't wait to get going. Um, and we really want to build this culture to be the best in women's basketball. It's funny how you, you mentioned that because it's almost like that domino effect, right? You need something to fall into place, whether it's a coach, whether it's another player. You know, it's a brave move to make the, the step in isolation on your own. Um, so the the Sydney Kings and Hoops Capital have been enormously successful over the last couple of years. And if there's one part of the organisation that they look to, it's the Flames and saying, well, come on, a little bit more out of you guys. Given that the sell that you've been given and the, and the way they've delivered on that, does that then come with a bit of pressure for you to return? Yeah, I think obviously, I mean... You know, this is our job. The pressure's there no matter what. Sure. Um, we want to – we've all got very high expectations of ourselves. It's obviously an Olympic year next year. So yep. I think um, the quicker we can get on the same page, you know, on and off the court, and we've been doing a great job through preseason doing that, um, I think all the, the rest of the stuff, the success will fall where it may. And um, Paul Smith came and talked to us last week, and he said he just wants us, you know, to play hard, put it, it all out there every game and let the pieces fall where they may. Um, and I think we've definitely got the pieces yep. um, to go to go deep into the finals this season. Yeah. Okay. Well, before we get to Flames in more detail, what have you made? Have, have you been in and around the Sydney Kings when they're playing? Brand new coach for them too. Brand new starting five as well, although there's some familiar faces coming back there. What's your, what's your take on the Sydney Kings and their start to this season? Yeah, it's really impressive. My brother actually captained the Sydney Kings back in yes. the day. Um, so Sydney Kings have always had a soft spot in my heart. Um, I've always you know, kind of gone for them. So that's why I kept such a close eye on Hoops Capital and on the Sydney Kings. Um, but yeah, I think they've had a really good start to the season, to be honest. They have, you know, a whole new starting five, really, um, a new coach. It's always going to be, um, 
you know, a bit of finding the feet at the start of the season. And yep. I think they're sitting in second or third at the moment, which is great. And, yeah. you know, they've still got a one of the best players in the league. My favourite player to watch last season was DJ Hogue. Really? So, yeah, I can't wait to see him get out there and do his thing. Okay. So why is he your favourite? Oh, he had a spectacular year with Cairns and we're waiting for him. They're playing Cairns next game this weekend and the speculation that he's going to be right to play. So obviously he would want to. But what what's what about DJ makes him so watchable? Um, I suppose he's a complete opposite to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's like just so cool, calm and collected. He can score in a variety of ways. Um, you know, he's re- you're throwing the ball at the end of the play and he's going to get you a really good look, a, yep. a great shot. And um, I just love the way he goes about it. Aren't you cool, calm, and collected? You can't. You can't, you can't be. Re- you've been playing for the Opals since two thousand and eight. Oh yeah. I mean, I've been in the squad since then. I haven't. I wasn't able to make my first World Cup or Olympics until two thousand and eighteen. Mm-hmm. So it took me, you know, a lot of setbacks, um, a lot of being cut, a lot of injuries, but yep. I finally made it. So. Um, super stoked as well to become an Olympian at the age of 30, which is pretty rare for an Opal. You know, yeah. those last spots on the team usually go to up-and-comers, but um, I worked super hard, um, and I just absolutely love playing for the Opals. I could sense the emotion that you thought. So that's that's clearly an incredible ju- um, journey that you've been on, as I mentioned. So 2008, but then 18 and 20. Mm-hmm. So give us an understanding of those setbacks that you face, particularly from an injury point of view. Yeah, so I was in the squad always the last to cut, always the last person to get cut or the last, you know, they have 15 in the squad and I was, and they picked 12 and yeah. I was always the, you know, one, two or three last to be cut. Wow. And that started in 2014. Um, and then again in 2016, the exact same thing happened to me right before the Rio Olympics. And I was pretty, um, you know, mentally drained. Um, yep. A lot of my identity was wrapped up in basketball back then. So yeah. I really only saw myself as a basketballer. That was where all my self-worth was. So that's not a healthy way to live. Yeah. And um, because of that, I was just had such a lack of self-worth. Um, and I went over to Poland, which was great. And I played a season over there. And right at the end of that season, a new Opal squad was picked and Sandy Brondello came in as a coach. And I played for Sandy in the, at the Phoenix Mercury in the WNBA, and I absolutely loved playing for her. Right. So I was super excited that a new coach was coming in, um, but I still didn't have that drive, that passion to play for the Opals. And instead of just saying, like, I needed a mental rest, that um, the week the squad came out, I did my ACL. Uh, um, and so, you know, I would have never said I needed a rest. For those that know me well, now I'm full turbo, yes. all guns blazing. Um, and so my body gave me the rest. Um, I was going to say, that's probably related, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, I've tried to say really mentally fresh, take my breaks yep. where I need now. It was a really good lesson for me. Um, so, yeah, I had that major ACL injury in 2017. Um, rehab that only going from doing every single Opal's commitment possible. Like I miss my brother's wedding. I miss the, fir- oh, wow. the birth of my first nephew right. um, to be at Opal's commitments. Um, I went from doing everything possible to only being in the squad for three months. Um, and I made my first World Cup team. So yeah, wow. it was pretty crazy. Um, I'm so grateful for the ride. I think it's definitely going through all those setbacks, those challenges has helped me become the leader I am today. Yep. I, um, I can empathize with every single person in the squad, every single person on the Flames team um, from, you know, the best player all the way through to the development players. And I think, you know, that's really helped me become the leader I am and I wouldn't change anything. It sounds like your self-image is now not linked to your basketball career, right? And and it sounds like you've arrived at that. But how did you arrive at that? Like, well, it feels like an, 
talking to a lot of other athletes about that. Indeed, any line of work that people get caught up in, it, it, it's sometimes people don't even arrive at it, let alone do something about it. So tell us about that process. Yeah, I've done a lot of work with a sports psychologist. I still see a sports psychologist yep. every two weeks just to keep me fresh for the games. What's going on off the court, on the court, he's, he's the absolute best. And I highly rec- recommend it for any athlete or really any person out there. Name? Who's that? Uh, his name's Dean Cooper. He's from okay. Victoria. Yep. Um, works at the Victorian Institute of Sport. Um, but yeah, he's just an absolute legend. And um, yeah, but besides that, I just tried to find other things to make me feel successful. So I'm a secondary education PE teacher. Right. Um, I'm a Pilates instructor. Um, I have two little French bulldogs who I love taking for walks. I love eating. So I'm making my way through all the top Sydney restaurants at the moment. <laughs> um, I love hanging out with friends. But yeah, just... Um, I'm constantly looking for new things to do um, post-basketball. So I like to have something else on the go to kind of keep me successful in something else. And so all yeah. my eggs aren't kind of tied up in the basketball basket. Isn't that fantastic? Uh, what about Guy Malloy? Tell us, uh, interim coach, he, he was named as interim coach and now he's there. So he was an important part of, of you and Kayla coming to the Flames. Give, give us an understanding of Guy's style. He's the absolute best. He's definitely my favourite coach to play for besides Sandy Brondelli. They're very equal. Um, but just the way he goes about it, he sets his players up for success. He has a really strong passion for skill development and playing basketball the way it should be played at that time. So he's right. constantly looking at playing basketball in the best style. Um, he's always up with the common trends of the game, always up with the skills necessary to be successful. And I think that's why I love playing for him so much because I feel so confident um, and able and competent where he's putting me on the court. And yep. it's not like that just for me. He does that, you know, from one through to 15. And um, I know all the girls that it's their first time being coached by a guy this season are just like, wow, he's incredible. And they can really see why, you know, Kayla and I love him so much and why we came here to play for him. There was a legendary rugby league coach who was the coach of the century who said, I never gave a job to anyone who I didn't think could do it, um, which sounds like Guy is from that um, thought pattern as well. What about the imports? Diddy Richards and Paige Bradley, how are they fitting into the squad? Yeah, I um, everyone that asks me about them, um, I say like Didi, you know when like someone's so vibrant and radiant walks in the room, it's like they're radiating sunshine. I saw well, her interviewed the other day and she was, I was like, is that a pop star or like, she's no, she's one of the flames. Yeah. It's not just sunshine walking through the room. It's the whole sun. Like I can't wait for her to come on here so you can meet her, but she is just brilliant. Um, the amount of energy she brings to the team, how awesome she is off the court as well. She gives everyone you know, equal time. Wow. Uh, she's just in, an incredible person. And then on the basketball court, I mean, she does stuff that no one else on our team can do. She's super versatile. Uh, she can guard, you know, from the point guard to, to the center. Um, and she's really going to be like a point forward for us. Yep. Um, she's a great decision maker. And I think that's super important in um, today's basketball is to have someone in that position that can do that. And I think she's going to suit the system that guys put in perfectly. Yep. Um, and then Paige, exactly the same. Like we really couldn't ask for two better imports. They're both just so down to earth, really generous with their time. Um, and yeah, Paige is an awesome point guard. She's definitely a pass first point guard. She's great out of pick and rolls. And I think she's going to have a, a really awesome season for us. Tess Madgen, Australian Opal, and now Sydney Flame is our special guest. Before we go to a break, Tess, look at you. You said, oh, I've never done half an hour on radio before. I'm not sure if I'll be able to 
Uh, you could do three hours. Uh, we'd never get bored of that. Um, we've had him in here and the studio. Uh, I just wonder if you've had much interaction with Mahmoud abdul Fader, the new coach. Talk about radiating positivity. That's uh, We've had a couple of dealings with him. He is very much like that. Have you found the same? I haven't actually had the pleasure of meeting ah, him yet. He's a busy right. man, um, but I've obviously watched all the content that is out there on him and everyone I've asked, like, do you like the new coach? Has yeah. so-and-so like the new coach? And they all say exactly the same thing. Like, he's just the nicest guy, so genuine, um, so positive. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the style of play the Kings are playing as well. He obviously knows a lot about basketball, which helps. And, yeah, he just seems like an absolute legend, and I can't wait to meet him. Been calling the Kings games, and I'm doing it with Tommy Garlop, who's a legend of the Kings and, and knows basketball inside out. And even he is getting his head around what Mahmood is doing with this team and the defence and uh, all the options that he's giving them there. So I'd imagine the, the basketball IQ uh, is going through the roof. All right, if you want to send a question into Tess, let us know. 0457 736 736. We'll take a quick break. You're listening to The Crossover with Tess Madgen. All right, welcome back. Crossover on a Thursday afternoon. We're doing it with Tess Madgen, new Sydney Flame. Very excited about the season. First game, Perth. Over there in Perth. Yeah, so um, that's going to be... Good start to the year. When do we get back to... Okay, we had to work out when we came back to Sydney. Uh, Kudos Bank Arena. So that's a double header uh, with the Sydney Kings. Sunday, November 12, against the Melbourne Boomers. Yeah, I definitely had that one uh, penciled in, obviously, because mm. it's against the old team. So, you know, you really get... It always feels like a championship game going against the old team. And obviously, Kayla and Guy will yeah. be there too. So... That's going to be a huge game. Um, can't wait to play at Kudos Bank Arena. Been seeing it popping off at the Kings games. Yeah, um, yeah can't wait. Okay. Uh, great chat with Tess, says Rob. Restaurant recommendations. Oh, here we go. Kindred in Darlington. You been there? No, I haven't. Thank you, Rob. Uh, Dead Ringer in Surrey Hills. Brilliant. I'll be there this weekend. Thank you. There you go. Actually, I can tell you, Rob, that Tess made notes in her phone about uh, where she is going. Uh, all right, let's talk about where you're going. But first, where you've been. 2021 Tokyo Olympics. How was that experience? Yeah, I mean, it was obviously the COVID Olympics. Yes. So it was my first Olympics. I thought it was incredible still. Um, you know, it still felt like an Olympics. You're still walking past the 100-metre gold medal winner in the dining hall, wow. Luka Doncic, Novak Djokovic, like, and you kind of have to pinch yourself and be like, I am actually <laughs> alongside of them. Like I am their yeah, peer. And you're an Olympian. Yeah. It was just an incredible experience. Um, obviously the team didn't do as well as we would have liked having, um, you know, the big disruption right before we went into the village, um, losing a key member of our team. And it just wasn't really long enough to, you know, rejig our game plan. Um, we tried our best. Yes. Uh, definitely proud of the efforts of the team. Um, but we saw, you know, with enough time, with enough preparation, we were able to have a really successful World Cup campaign um, last year in Sydney. So, yes, yes. Um, at Kudos Bank Arena. So, um, yeah, we definitely have the talent and the depth. And next year we'll be looking, obviously, to do a lot better than we did at the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. When do we start looking at squads for 2024 for Paris? Um, so there's there was a 26-person squad this year. Um, we got through the first round of qualification at the Asia Cup. We had to come top four, and that was played at the Key Centre. Yep. Um, so very familiar with the Sydney stadiums, which I love. <laughs> um but, yeah, we got through the first round of that and then in February we go to Rio and we play um, a, in, a, in a pool of four and there's 
four different pools going on. So there's 16 teams in the final round of qualification and three go for three go through from each pool right. to the Olympics. Okay. So we haven't actually qualified yet. Um, and a squad for that will get picked, obviously, after WNBL starts. There's some Opal squad members playing over in Europe as well. So the coaches will pick a squad for that. And then, you know, that can always change before the Olympics as well. So yeah. we won't know really right till we kind of have to get on the plane, give everyone a really good chance of making the team. That's what everyone wants. It's what all the players want. It's what, you know, what Australia wants to give us our best team. So, um, yeah, can't wait. Tess, you've been a star. Thank you so much for coming in and all the very best for the Sydney Flames this season. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Tess Madgen, our special guest on the crossover. All right, let's break and then we're back to wrap up this show. Stick around.